I think it's also important to perform frequent revisions as pain will evolve. The use of pain scales or formularies with several questions that the owners can fill will help the clinician to evaluate if the treatment is working or if they just need to change or add any other drugs or increase the dosage of the frequency of administration. Welcome to the Vet Times podcast, a concise weekly topical clinical podcast from the people behind Veterinary Times. Companion animal pain physiology and its classification is complex and dynamic. In this Vet Times podcast, Nuria Kusada Vicent discusses definitions, treatment options, and important considerations for vets. How are you, Nuria? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Great stuff. We're going to be talking about companion animal pain management today. Um, so, how is pain in companion animals defined, first of all? Well, unfortunately, we don't have a specific definition of pain in companion animals or in veterinary medicine in general. So we need to remember that pain is quite complex and at the end of the day, it's a subjective feeling. So in human medicine, they are constantly studying the different types of pain and classifying them and trying to understand the pathways, etc. Um, unfortunately, the species that we treat, they cannot talk or express themselves, what makes quite hard to understand what is going on. This is why we need to extrapolate information from human medicine and assume that they feel the, the same way that we do. Right. Okay. So what broadly are the treatment options available to vets? on the source of pain. So in acute pain that is produced by a surgical procedure, for example, we will provide a strong analgesic like uh, opioids um, with a fast onset of action that can be administered intravenously. We normally add um, NSAIDs uh, as well if there are no contraindications for this. And once pain is more chronic and you have to treat the animal at home on a daily basis, we choose drugs that can be administered orally. So we can start with NSAIDs or paracetamol and periodically evaluate the animal. Mm -hmm. If this is not enough, you can add other drugs such as amantadine, gabapentin. And then finally, in more complex cases or when neuropathic pain is involved, we will need to use therapies um, such as acupuncture, rehabilitation, the administration of steroids epidurally. Um, it just depends on the case. Sure. And so it would vary depending on what the situation is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are the key considerations that vets have to take when deciding on a particular approach? So first of all, as I said, they need to identify the, the type of pain they're dealing with. And if it's acute or chronic, if it's more visceral or somatic or neuropathic, then it's important to review the history of the animal, the blood work. Um, for example, if it has any kidney or liver disease, you want to avoid certain drugs or reduce the dose or if you want to use them, just warn the owner about the possible side effects. Um, I think it's also important to perform frequent revisions as pain will evolve. So we didn't cover it here, but the use of pain scales or formularies with several questions that the owners can fill will help the clinician to evaluate if the treatment is working or if they just need to change or add any other drugs or increase the dosage, uh, dosage of the frequency of administration. Right. Got you. Okay. And yes, I should actually point out that you've written quite an extensive article on this and it's in issue 14 of that times. And I'll be putting some links to that in the show notes, but that goes into a lot of detail. It's a big area, isn't it? It's difficult to cover it in such oh, a yeah, short yeah, time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what have been some of the key developments in pain management that we've had in the past few years, would you say? I think there has been an increase in the use of the ultrasound to perform local regional techniques. 
And this way we can target a specific nerve and reduce the possible complications. And in addition, local regional techniques are not only used in the surgical field, but also as a treatment for chronic pain, for example. Another important product that has been launched um, recently is the monoclonal antibody tar targeting nerve growth factor, um, which is more specific for osteoarthritis. And it seems to be showing like very promising results. And I think people in general, I think owners are more aware about pain and they are more prone to use, let's say, less common drugs such as mm. gabapentin or precabalin or amantadine or even the cannabinoids. Okay. So an interesting area, lots of developments that we've had and, and everything and much, much more on this in the article in issue 14. Have you had quite interesting cases that you've dealt with fairly recently? We've got seven, and we do quite a lot of um, uh, local regional techniques on them with the use of steroids, which is quite advanced. Mm -hmm. And then we've got um, a pain clinic, um, which is specific for these patients with chronic pain that they, like NSAIDs, are not working on them. Um, and as I said, you need to periodically uh, assess them and evaluate them and see if one technique isn't working you just need to think about another one it's not it's not a straightforward and mainly when we are dealing with neuropathic and chronic pain because acute pain is more um it's easier to to treat but the other is, is quite hard yeah absolutely great but well, it's a fascinating area to say and the articles in issue 14 of that times there'll be links in the show notes but for now Nuria, fantastic thank you for joining us thank you thank you very much for having me <laughs> that's it for vet times podcast this time thanks to our guest if you like what you've heard tell your friends and leave us a review on itunes but for now thanks for listening see you next time <laughs>